Welcome to the Find the Good Mamahood podcast. I'm Caitlin Carpio-Futchner, and I'm so excited to spend some time with you. This is a place where I talk with other mamas about their favorite tips, tricks, and resources, and also celebrate the joys of mamahood by sharing real stories and experiences. New moms, veteran moms, moms-to-be, this podcast is for you. I hope our honest chats about the highs and lows of mamahood help you find joy wherever you are in your journey. I am so glad you're here. Hello, hello. On this month's episode, we'll be visiting with my friend, Samantha Helms, who is a third grade teacher and a mama to three precious little boys on top of being a military wife. Crazy, right? Well, let's get started. Sam, I'm so happy you're hanging with us today. Yes, I am so happy to be here. Excited to share. Yay. Okay, so we want to hear all about you and your family. Awesome. So my name is Samantha. Like you said, I have been married for eight years now. Um, found the love of my life while working at Old Navy, um, <laughs> right after he had committed to joining the Army. So I was like, hey, like this is going well. He's like, yeah, I leave for basic in a couple months. So that was really fun. That was eight years ago. Crazy to think so much time has passed. In those eight years, um, our family has grown. We've um, traveled through different stations. We've been stationed. Our first place was Alaska. We lived there for three years, and that was amazing. We really grew into kind of our marriage, and we had our first son, Cyrus. Cyrus is six now, um, which is crazy to me, Um, and he just finished kindergarten. So we started that in Alaska, and then our next duty station, we were in Fort Bliss, Texas in El Paso, and we were there for a couple of years where we had our son, Micah, who is now four, and Tyler did a deployment, so we did a lot of growth kind of there, far from family, and, um, you know, did a lot of growing that way, and then we moved back home to Virginia. Both our families are here, and we had our third son, Judah who just passed his first birthday. And I feel like this is my first kid who I've been able to like soak in the baby time. Um, The others was kind of like survival of the fittest as, you know, (laughs) my husband was deployed or I was working. So it's been really nice to be home, you know, because of COVID, I've been working from home for the last year. And so I've actually got to like have a whole year with all three of my boys and just really grow together as our family. So that's kind of like a really quick bio. We had some active duty army, military service. Um, my husband got out of active duty and he's reserves right now. And we're kind of going through that transition. He earned his degree. Been a lot of working together and making our family grow. And God has been kind to preserve us through it all. We've done a lot of growing. Um, we're definitely not the same people we were when we started eight years ago. And I'm excited to see where we are you know, eight years from now. So it's kind of been a journey. Hopefully I can get into a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I didn't know half of that. <laughs> I and felt like that's my little elevator speech for my family. I was like, okay. <laughs> you must've practiced it. It's so good. That's so crazy about meeting at Old Navy. <laughs> yeah, that was, and we still like go back and like we'll shop at the same Old Navy. And it's weird when you like see people from like eight years ago and you're like, whoa, they're still here. <laughs> oh my gosh. It has been, yeah, it was really funny just how we found each other and then how much has changed. Yeah. And how much? Oh, and we have a dog. <laughs> I, say, 
I feel bad. Like you gotta keep the pets in there. So we have our we have a, a new dog to our family, Panzer, and he's a puppy. So he's been growing alongside Judah. Both of them, like they do the same things at the same time, chewing oh all. <laughs> they cut teeth at the same time. They crawl around. It's been really funny. What kind of puppy is he? Oh, he's a German short-haired pointer, which okay. is supposed to be like a really good family dog. Um, and high energy. And I was like, yeah, I have a house with three boys. Like high energy. It's a good fit. I did not think it's like having a fourth child, having a fourth boy. <laughs> they all rule the house. So it's been fun. Oh my gosh. You're crazy outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's start with your experience as a teacher. Can you tell us what it was like um, teaching during COVID? So teaching during COVID was a lot of uncertainty and a lot of adapting by God's grace, I have an amazing school with amazing administrators who really cared for our students. So from the very beginning, right off the bat, we all had this focus and this motivation that we were here to support our students. Um, first and foremost, emotional, social, physical needs. So when we locked down, um, we went home on that weekend and then we never came back to school. So it was a year and like, a quarter, right? Mm -hmm. um, that we were working virtually. So that first, when COVID first happened, that first lockdown, no one really anticipated how long it would be. So there was a lot of thinking on our feet. We created curriculum. We took everything online overnight. But more than that, our priority was what about our students who only eat meals at school? What about our students who receive medical support or um, special education needs that are only met at our school? And if it's not for school being in session, they don't get those needs met. So that was our really our first priority. And I was a huge blessing to see a school come together and be hands-on. Um, so the first few weeks was a lot of delivering food, grocery delivery, check-ins, um, while also doing our normal school day and figuring out what that looked like. So there was a wow. lot of flexibility, a lot of unknowns and, you know, not knowing when we would come back. So that was huge. I was really grateful to be part of a community where the student came first. Then we started to worry about curriculum and data and making sure they weren't having any deficits in reading or math. So reading and math really took the forefront of education um, because we know that those are the things, the skills that slip and the skills that are the most important for our students. So there's a lot of, um, finding like just how long can we keep kids focused on zoom? And I'm sure on the <laughs> parent side, people experience that too. Like you want me to put my kid on a laptop for how long? And for me, it was really fun because we got to be creative. Like, how can I get kids to get excited to get on zoom and to have the classroom experience? And, um, we got a whole summer break to kind of realize like, okay, this is going to be a long-term thing. And so I got to spend all summer kind of reading up and studying and saying, okay, how can we make this fun for our students? So we got to do a lot of things we don't normally get to do in the classroom. I got to see my students in their home. I got to, you know, meet all their pets. I got to <laughs> play virtual games and scavenger hunts and, and really have them see like, how does learning apply to you at home in the real world? So it was really a fun challenge to create that classroom community with students who'd never met each other in real life. Like my entire third grade class, we did a whole year of school and they'd never met each other in person. But if you were to sit into our class, you would see that those core principles, like I always, I had the four G's, grit, grace, 
gratitude, and growth. Those were the four things we focused on. Um, and through it all, like we're going to have grit through this year, through any challenges. We're going to have grace for each other because Ms. Helms isn't an expert on how to teach kids online. And you're not an expert. We're going to figure it out together gratitude like we're going to focus on the positives and what we can be grateful for all of the things that we still do have and maybe we need to appreciate even more because of covid and then growth which if you have all the others then the growth comes and like this is one of my best academic years for some of my students um so yeah sorry that was a really long answer but it was a lot of thinking on our feet and figuring out how to replicate school and it was really i really enjoyed it it was Mm -hmm an unexpected blessing for my family. That's so cool. I, I've definitely seen exactly what you're describing of like, I've seen your joy in being creative, <laughs> you know, like sharing screenshots from your class or like today we're doing a scavenger hunt or talking about food, you know? And I'm like, every time I see those things, I'm like, Oh, I hope Coda has teachers like that, you know? Aww. Yeah. One of my really favorite. Fun activities that we did we read a book and I was trying to figure out how to tie in culture and like really expose kids to different literature and and different authors and so we read the book fry bread and it's about a Native American food but to to introduce the book I went to my cabinet and I pulled out every ingredient I could think of that you might bake in bread like flour and cornstarch baking soda and all these ingredients and I would just like hold a little tiny speck up to the screen on Zoom and be like, okay, can you guess what this ingredient is? And we had so much fun. And then I had kids running to their pantries and like pulling out flour and different things. So by the end of class, we had like flour marks and we were like <laughs> blowing salt out of our keyboard. Aww. But it was so fun because the kids were like going to their pantry and I had one student pull out like pita bread. And they were like, I have pita bread. And I was like, another kid had tortillas. And it was just really cool to see wow, like we can connect the home <laughs> and our learning together. And it was yeah. so fun. So it was oh, cool. really cool. So in the midst of all that, I can't imagine that it was easy to do a virtual classroom plus take care of three boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was good chaos. It was at first I was like, okay, I know this is going to be a problem. So I'm going to create <laughs> a system. And we had popsicle sticks that I would put on the desk. And I would angle my camera so you could never see like the kids walk into the room. And if it was an emergency, they were supposed to hold up a red popsicle stick and say, it's an emergency. They were allowed to talk. But if it wasn't, then it was a yellow stick. And it meant like, when mom can, I'll hit mute and we'll talk really quick and you can do whatever you need. And if it was a green stick, it was like, I just want a hug or a high five. Like, I just want you to know that I'm here, mom. And so like, I would give them a high five off screen. Really quick. So I was like, okay. So I started really structured. And then over time, it was like, okay, this is a little bit over the top. And <laughs> once we we kind of got our routine, they understood, like, this is mom's work time. Um, then it, it really just kind of fell into place. It was a lot of balancing, okay, this is your, I the first hour and a half when I'm teaching, it's your reading time, or you can watch one show. And, like, they are able to be self-sufficient with that. And then the last half of my teaching, another hour and a half would be like, okay, this is the nap time for all the kids. So <laughs> they would have their naps lined up. By God's grace, my youngest, Judah, I was nursing him throughout this whole school year. So he went from literally, I had him in May, so over the summer. Um, but then when the school year started, he was like just a baby. And so sometimes he would be in the bouncer, like right under the desk and I'd be bouncing him and teaching at the same time and I got really good at hitting mute unmute mute unmute oh there gosh. was some crying <laughs> um 
but it, it really did. It worked out and families were gracious. Like it was my students knew like Miss Helms is a mom to three boys. They're learning just like you're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was one of the reasons that grace was a big priority, a big buzzword in our classroom. Um, my students and my families gave me so much grace and it really was a blessing because it went both ways. And so there was a lot of getting to know my students and my families like I never have before, an opportunity um, that was really just, it was kind of beautiful. Um, that sounds like I made it all poetic, but it was the only way to survive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really, really awesome. My boys, I'm really proud of them. They know when mom has to work. They know when, you know, this is what I need to do to support our family. And your job is to support me and do, you know, whatever activities we need to do. So there's a lot of personal responsibility in our house. Most days it went well. There were some crazy days, but for the most part, um, it was a huge opportunity to teach that self-discipline and, and responsibility to my boys. Mm-hmm. The popsicle thing I was going to mention, and then you went for it. I was like, what a great idea. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's pretty genius. But I can understand too, maybe like it got old. <laughs> it didn't last. Forever. Yeah, it was cool at first, you know, <laughs> and I think that yeah. speaks to that. That is virtual learning. It's just constantly thinking mm-hmm. on your feet, mm-hmm. doing things that are cool until they're not cool anymore. And then thinking <laughs> about something else to do. Right. And so you, okay. So how old are the two oldest boys? So they are now six and four during this okay. past school year. They were pretty much five and three. Okay. So what was their schooling experience like? Cause they're getting stuff too. Yeah, so that was probably the biggest challenge was Cyrus was doing kindergarten and he was a hybrid student. So he would go in two days and be home two days. And I was an all virtual teacher. So I was home all four days. So it was kind of the balance of like, I had on the days he was at school, I had to rush really quick to drop him off at school and then jump back on to my class. I teach my class, jump off, take care of the other two boys and then zoom back to the school to pick him up. Um, and that is where it was really helpful. Tyler was able to kind of help out in the mornings with drop-off. And there was a lot of teamwork in our house of like, who can help with what? Um, that was really helpful. But yeah, so he had an interesting year. It was all on Zoom for the first half of the year. And then in January, they went to hybrid. Um, so his was really, it was interesting for us because I was learning how to be a mom and how to be a parent and how to be a teacher at the same school. And that was really a challenge. Um, we, I, we have an awesome school, really great teachers, but just kind of knowing when to wear the mom hat and when to wear the teacher hat was really a, a big challenge. So I hope we did okay. He enjoyed his kindergarten year. This is, um, you know, going into another year, we're trying to decide how we want to school him because I have my degree. So I might homeschool him and and kind of build our own curriculum. Um, But we're still kind of praying over that decision. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pros and cons either way. Yes, absolutely. But how about Micah? What's he up to? (laughs) Micah, I just love, I love how boys, they're all, like all kids are different. Like I've heard it before. Your first is like totally different from your second. Mm. And it is so true. So Cyrus loves reading, loves writing. He like, taught himself how to write and was like all over it like he just was all in like mama's Mm -hmm. boy to the T and Micah is like nah I'm good Micah is so amazing when it comes to sports or being athletic or even 
Like he's just so very gentle and he cares. He picks up on everyone's emotions. Like mm-hmm. he's awesome in that way. Um, and he has like the best imagination and he loves Legos. He could build or create anything. Mm-hmm. But if you put him in front of a book or you make it school, he's like, nah, I'm good. Like I don't, nah. <laughs> so it's been really fun and a challenge to figure out how I have to adjust my parenting mm. to each kid and um, just their own desires and their own, the way they learn, it's just completely different. So Cyrus is a lot like me. Um, so I find him a lot easier in the sense of like, I know he's a people pleaser. We work <laughs> together. Um, you know, he grows based off of feedback and praise and, and, you know, all of my strengths and weaknesses are all of his. So it's kind of easy mm-hmm. as a parent because I know what we need to work on. Micah is all my husband. He is. So of course, naturally it's like, it's, it's a struggle for me. <laughs> I have to think about the complete opposite of how I think. Um, so meeting him where he's at and, and that's really, I'm looking forward to. So next year we'll do kindergarten with him. So we've kind of just done a lot of like hands-on fun kind of learning. Um, and he tags along with his brother, but next year we'll really dive in. And so that will be just kind of meeting his needs with his interests and at his pace and trying not to compare our boys um, because they are very different. And it's been both a joy and a challenge to see how they're different from one another and really honor those differences and um, just see where it takes each of them. Yeah. There's so many things that I feel like I've learned just by watching your posts. I think some of them are like, just take a lot of opportunities to learn no matter what you're doing, you know, just make it a teaching moment. If you're going for a walk or you're making, you know, like you're saying, you're making some bread or something. I I'm starting to do that a little code is one and a half. So yes, (laughs) he's on the littler side, but you know, Diego and I were even talking the other day. It's fun to see how like Diego likes teaching him some things that I would never think to teach him. Like, okay, I'm going to teach you these words or how to do these things. And I'm more like, let's sing or like maybe, you know, let's um, dance. I love dancing around the kitchen with him, um, teaching him different words. So I was like, that's so cool how parents are different. Their kids are different. And, and, you know, the combination of, of families really investing kids in different ways. Absolutely. One of my biggest joys when, you know, you turn the corner and you catch your husband teaching something that like, oh, I would not have thought to even like address that or, you know, um, he'll sit down and he'll play Legos with Micah and they will just create and build these super cool vehicles. Or the other day he was teaching Micah about wildfires. Mike loves fires, firefighters. And he was talking to him and showing him videos about wildfires. And it was just so neat that it is just this kind of like continue wherever I leave off, you know, he picks up and, and they're just gaining these different skills and in all the just everyday moments in our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for Micah, for sure, he's going to be the kind that you have to be creative with how you're teaching. And so it is the let's integrate it into everything we do and just use the little things um, to make them adventures and, and really let them grow and learn and explore. Mm-hmm. I love that. So on top of being a mom and all these other things, you're also a wife and you're not just a wife, but you're a military wife. So you guys are a military family. So tell me about some of that. What are some ways that Tyler's, you know, career track and what he's been up to in military life? How have all that shaped motherhood for you and your family culture? I love that question. So there's a lot. There's a lot when we talk about just marriage in general. 
not military marriage, just marriage. And I think everyone has experienced that or you will get to experience that of how much it's two different books and you're trying to come together onto the same page. And I think that military marriages are just the same, just hyped up, like just kind of amp up the odds a little bit. Um, and so the biggest priority or takeaway for us these last eight years has been coming together, you know, to be on the same page. And to do that, there has to be a lot of communication and discussion and sacrifice. Something that we are very blessed by is, you know, we kind of made our little family plan and then it required each of us at different times to sacrifice our own desires or needs for the sake of our family. Mm-hmm. And we're thankfully coming on the tail end of like, we've spent lots of time investing in our family culture um, to get where we are today. But we get to kind of look back and say, I'm so grateful that we kept on going. Um, so to kind of give a little more context to that, I got my degree in education um, while Tyler was doing full-time active duty. And so the plan, you know, we kind of sat together and we planned it out was I'm going to be able to work full-time when he needs to get his degree. So we kind of took turns. He worked full-time. I earned my degree and then he was ready to earn his degree and I was able to pick up and work full-time. And that allowed us to continue to provide for our family the whole time, but also pursue education and pursue a career path and so a lot of that was possible because at the beginning we sat down and said where do we want to be um Mm -hmm. and so we started at the bottom like we met old navy then (laughs) he you know he did the army active duty infantry and that's not where he wanted to be forever Mm. um and so because we knew that you know i finished my degree so that when he was done with active duty, so five years, he could get out and he could focus on his school and I would have a job to sustain us. And, and so we had to make the sacrifices. Like we moved in with my parents when we transitioned out of active duty for a couple months till we could find a place and we saved up and moving. I don't know if you've moving into your parents' house or moving into your (laughs) in-laws house. Um, is not easy. There's a lot of challenges and a lot of communication of how do we handle this. And so it was, it was a challenging time. It was a time where we're like, do we really want to do this? Like we could just go back to active (laughs) duty. We could just go back to the infantry. It was easier. Mm. But if we'd done that, we wouldn't be where we are now, which we're in a position. I've done four years of teaching and now I get to be home with my boys because Tyler has his degree and he's ready for the next you know, step, he's looking for some agencies. So we're at a point where, because we kind of stuck out the hard years, Mm -hmm. we're really excited. I get to be with our boys, our family culture, they will have someone to support them. And they've seen us work together. Like we get to tell our boys later on, like it wasn't always easy. We had to find a way um, to do our degree and to do schooling. I always wanted to like get my degree before I had kids, um, but God had greater plans and, you know, I had kids earlier. And so I could have just said, well, you know what, that like kind of messed up my plan. I guess I'll just be home. But, you know, we didn't do that. We said, no, we have these goals and and I pushed for it and I earned my degree. So yeah, sorry, that was a long answer for our family <laughs> culture, but it really yeah. was a lot of compromise, a lot of talking and taking turns. And we had to be flexible. Sometimes Tyler, when I was working full-time, he picked up the ball with the kids. 
he was the one doing dishes. He was making mm-hmm. meals. And especially for someone who's like going from being an infantry soldier, like macho to he's, he's the one wiping mouths and wiping butts. Like <laughs> that's glorious. I think mm-hmm. as moms, we have a hard time with it, but there's still a bunch of people who are like, go moms. Like this is worth it. But it's even harder when society doesn't see you. And I think even us moms can relate to that. Like mm-hmm. it's a glorious job. Um, so to push through that and no matter what outside people thought or saw, we kind of had our little core family. Like these are our goals and we're going to, we're going to get there. <laughs> I feel like it formed your, your family's own four G's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it does. It shapes that, you know, our boys see that it's not always easy, but we work hard. Um, and we work together. So it's like, we always have each other's back. And when things get tough, it's okay for things to be hard. Like life's not always going to be easy or happy, but we're there for each other. Um, so I think God and family are, you know, it's so cliche as like God, family, country. We still fall back on those, that culture in our family. You know, we serve God, we serve our family and we serve our country. That's cool. I know they're going to be picking up on that, you know, from the little things, the little dishes to the bigger things. And I still can't believe how many years were you, that was in Texas, right? When, when Tyler was away. Yes. We were in Texas when he was deployed for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of like the, the tail end of active duty. So when we moved back to Virginia, he switched to reserves um, and really focused on, he went to school full time. Um, mm-hmm. And so while he was doing school full time, I was working. Okay. Maybe tell me a little bit or a few stories or something about being not a single mom, but you know, a, a yeah. functional so, single mom for a year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So there is that year of deployment was a huge challenge, you know, and I was ready for it because this wasn't the first time we were separated. Um, in Alaska, when we were stationed there, it was constant training. It would be like, he'd be home for a month. He'd be gone for a month. He'd be home for a couple months. He'd be gone for a couple months. And it was just constant. So I'd had the experience of, okay, like he's going to be gone. I need to run the house. But it's very different being like, okay, a single mom, like you only have one baby. And it's like, we can kind of go at our own pace versus when um, I was pregnant when he was deployed in Texas uh, and I had my first kid. And I think anyone who's working on their second kid Um, that is so much harder finding the balance of I'm super tired, but I still need to take care of things. But what was amazing was I already had that separation feeling and I knew that I needed to get plugged in. And so I was not doing that deployment alone. I had so much support. When we got stationed at Fort Bliss, we plugged into a local church. Part of it, and part of it is like ulterior motives of like, hey, I need friends when he deploys. I need people I can call. Who can come help me? People who love Jesus, who will serve me and help me. And so like, that was the heart at first, Mm -hmm. but it was a huge blessing um, because I had a Bible study group of ladies who were going through the same things. Their husbands were deployed. The nice thing about the military is it has that hierarchy. So you have your old time wives who've done like five deployments and they are wise and wonderful. And then you have the people that are like, brand new with you and it's nice having the spectrum because there's always someone to share and um maybe commiserate with but to support each other so we never i never did it alone and i think through all of the hard trials um whether it be military separation or anything 
there's always this temptation to like turn inward and try to handle it on our own. And, you know, I've really learned over time, like that's not strength. Um, and so I've learned plug in, find women who will carry burdens with you, find the people that are going to drop everything and go grocery shopping with you just to check in. Um, so while Tyler was deployed, Cyrus had an accident. He broke, he, he fractured his skull. He was learning how to walk. He slipped back on our tile floor, government housing, and broke, fractured his skull. And so we were in the hospital for a week and a half. And every day was like, we're not sure if we're going to have to do brain surgery or not. And so it was a really hard emergency situation that I had to go through alone. I didn't have Tyler and um, I was very scared. There was a lot of fear in my heart. And it was that community of women who just surrounded me. I had people come to the hospital room and just pray and read scripture over us. But more tangibly, I got to see, like, um, when we got discharged, the house was kind of a mess, like, things kind of okay. were a little chaotic. And I had all these women whose husbands were also deployed come and clean my house for me, like, on their hands and knees scrubbing. One lady was pregnant, too. And I was like, okay, you're not allowed. <laughs> she was like, and it was humbling, because we never want that kind of help. We want to be the one giving that help, not the one that's like, oh, my gosh, I need help. But they came in and they supported me when I needed it. So I definitely didn't do it alone. It was all about the community of women helping each other. And that experience has like fueled all my future experiences because I always am like, okay, like if I need help, I'm going to ask for it for the sake of my boys. Um, and it's also makes you like, so you want to give more. Like I've received so much blessing. I want to give more. Um, so during COVID, when we went into lockdown. I know that isolation, that feeling, and I've been blessed by people dropping meals on my doorstep. Um, my sister-in-law did a little, like, cause I was pregnant during COVID. She did a little baby shower, like ding dong ditch. And so like those things carry us, but then they make us want to go out and do the same. And so I, you know, I've been able to go out and do what was done for me. Um, so I love that cycle and that's really the military community too. You could try to do it alone, and that's where it's really hard. Mm -hmm. But there are so many people who want to support and love on each other because we've received the same support. Right. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, I, I really liked what you said about strength. Like, that's not actually strength when you're just doing it by yourself. It's, it reminds me of, like, strength sometimes comes from weakness, from being able to admit weakness or asking for help, you know, showing humility. That's harder often. Yes, I think it's harder to swallow, but then it's mm -hmm. like, then in turn, you are so much faster to help others. Mm -hmm. And your boys are watching that, you know, you're, I would say, I feel like if someone met you, they'd be like, oh, she's a typical strong woman, maybe or strong mom or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but your boys are seeing, but there's other parts to mom too. You know, she needs help sometimes and, and, oh, it's okay for me to ask for help, you know, and to be weak and that's okay to rely on other people, have a community. So I love that they're learning that from you. I hope so. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. What are some other like top values or lessons you and Tyler try to teach your boys? Hmm. I think hard work is huge for us as a family. Part of that is having grit. 
and whether it be through emotional um, turmoil and struggle or physical. And so, you know, we work hard as far as they see Tyler studying and, and really applying himself to his studies. They see me going to work or doing whatever we need to do um, to kind of make, make it work. Mm -hmm. And we try to teach that same with them as well in the sense that like working hard is a service we do for one another. So, you know, wherever they can help out or as silly as, as small as it is carrying groceries from the car inside. <laughs> I don't know if there's any moms out there who try to get their kids to help them with groceries when they're younger, when the bag's like pretty heavy mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, this is more work to have them help me than for me to carry it. Mm -hmm. But I want them to know that there's no way you're going to walk inside with nothing when <laughs> someone else is working on it, you know, like, yeah. no. So I remember just even when they were like, super little like where it must have looked ridiculous <laughs> that they would come to the back and I would pull out like a box of spaghetti and be like okay you take that box in that's your mm -hmm. job mm -hmm. um and so just doing what you can do and and never letting someone else do the work for you I just I want my boys to be hard workers um and to do that out of service and I feel like when you you combine that hard work with like selfless service, mm -hmm. you know, that's what makes people see, you know, I'm not just doing it for my own gain. I'm not just working hard for my own dreams. Like I'm working hard to help others and to make this mm -hmm. world better. And hopefully to point people to Christ, to say like, all of this is to glorify God. Um, and that's the other thing is we really want our boys to see that our heart motivation is to glorify and honor God. And that's why we do everything we do. It's not a pursuit of having a bigger house or having a better job. It's we want to glorify God with all that we've been given. And so that means taking the opportunity to serve others um, or even to serve one another. They see Tyler and I really doing a lot of, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, hopefully a lot of communication, but, you know, a lot of back <laughs> and forth or sharing responsibilities. So that's kind of our biggest priority is hard work. And then that also comes in with the physical. Um, so it's a huge passion of ours working out. We have gone through kind of different journeys. Um, when he was early on, I needed to work out because I was living in Alaska and like sitting in my house <laughs> for like a year and just eating. <laughs> like it was the winter. I, was, I took hibernation seriously. <laughs> So I put on a lot and I mm -hmm. needed my own journey to like rediscover myself, to learn what eating healthy was. And Cyrus was a big part of that. I got pregnant while I was in Alaska and I was not, I was the least healthy I've been ever in my life. Mm. And I gained a lot of extra weight from early marriage, from Alaska. And then I was pregnant and I was like, this is awful. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to gain pregnancy weight on top of all of this. But it was such a blessing because I've never had a deeper motivation to be healthy, um, to treat my body as a temple. Like we've always heard that, but it's different when you know you're growing a human. You're like, right. oh, I'm responsible for his health. Um, so I actually, that's where my fitness journey began was with motherhood. Like motherhood and fitness oh, okay. started at the same time for me um, because it was finally the value that I needed for sticking with it. So since then, fitness has been like a go-to for our family. Tyler kind of got into it when he was deployed. He started doing a lot of weightlifting and bodybuilding. 
And so when we came back together, you know, there's this like kind of like we've been separated for a long time. Like we need to reacquaint ourselves. Um, and so working out was a great bridge for us, a great way for us to kind of communicate together and grow together. Mm. And, you know, I think our, like our seventh year, like a year and a half ago was a really hard time for our marriage. We just were really struggling. We kind of had gone, like he did school and I was working and, you know, like there's just this yeah. natural bridge. And so fitness was again, a bridge for us to come back together to say like, let's work together towards these common goals. Mm -hmm. And our boys have got to see us do home workouts together or go to the gym together. <laughs> and that's just been another way to show our boys. Like we work hard physically too on our mm -hmm. fitness to stay mentally and physically strong. So that's been really cool too. Yeah, that is so fun. I've seen all your like encouraging posts about getting back into the gym, especially like after having babies and things like that. And um, I think that's really encouraging because I personally kind of hate physical exercise <laughs> and I know I'm part of a lot of women who feel like that. Absolutely. So it's yes. hard, you know, if I feel like for some people, it's kind of like that, um, I don't know, eating vegetables or you know, doing the thing you know you should do, but it's not a joy yet. You know, it's not a habit. Do you have any tips for moms who, like, they know they need to be more physically active, but it's not enjoyable yet or they, they're not yeah. in a rhythm yet? You know, how how maybe can they break into that? I love that question just because, yeah, <laughs> I was there. I, I was totally there. And I think Sometimes we see the end goal and we're like, I have no idea how to get there. And like, we kind of give up before we've even started. Mm -hmm. And so my number one, well, I guess two things, like number one is consistency. Like you don't have to go do something huge or big. You don't have to start being running, but you don't have to start <laughs> loving running. You don't yeah. have to go to the gym, you know, three times a week. You don't have to start there like just start so small. I started so small. I started with, I'm not going to drink soda this week. And it wasn't even, I'm not going to drink soda, like period. It was, I'm not going to drink soda this week. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, okay, I got one success. Like I did, I got a week and I was like, okay, another week and another week. And I was like, Oh, I'm not drinking soda. anymore. Mm -hmm. That's how I started. And then the next thing was like, okay, I probably shouldn't eat past 10 o'clock at night and 10 o'clock at night is like, no, duh. <laughs> but for me, that was where I started. I'm not going to eat past 10. And then like, I, was, I started to get that habit and I had success. I said, like, okay, now I probably won't eat after eight. Mm -hmm. And like just the tiny little habits, if you change one thing, you're one thing better. You're one step closer. Mm -hmm. And I think we are such a society of like, I just want to be here. And it's good to have goals and dreams, but you have to get there somehow. So start small and just mm -hmm. be consistent. So pick one thing and do it well, mm -hmm. um, and then go to your next thing. And I think once you start seeing success, then it starts being a joy. You're like, oh, like I'm, I'm actually getting somewhere. And that is joyful. And mm -hmm. then also like, don't do something you hate. If you hate <laughs> running, don't decide to go run. Like, if you find what you love, I used to start by just putting music on because I love dancing and I would dance in my living room in my sweatpants. Like I didn't have cute, fancy workout clothes or a fancy <laughs> gym or a, a routine. I just got myself up because mm -hmm. I love. Mm -hmm. And so start with something you enjoy doing and just go from there. Mm -hmm. And it does. It's a tumble. It's a tumble effect. And if you're consistent, then I guarantee you're going to see 
that change um, mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, those are really good. I'm going to use some of those. <laughs> <laughs> this was so great. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences, um, things you've learned all these years of being a mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so funny. I still feel like I just, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, you've been juggling so many different hats and passions and that's really great that you've had the opportunity to grow, you know, in all those ways that you were telling about. It's going to really reach so many moms and encourage them in their own journeys, whatever that looks like. To our lovely audience, I don't know about you, but I feel motivated to get up and get moving. Remember, any movement is good movement. It's all good. So just get moving. You're doing amazing work. Um, just don't forget to take care of you too. Pursue some things that bring you joy. And your kids are going to see that and they're going to learn from you. So as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.